I'm sure a lot of you out there, when you, when things go really well, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. The devil, the evil, the demons, they feed off anxiety. And the anxiety is something that's been, it's a lie which has been instilled into you from previous trauma. I'm, I'm human too. You know, I have rough weeks. I have rough emotional weeks. I have rough mental weeks. And uh, this was one of them. The deals with depression and anxiety and who has been in an abusive relationship, they can recognize these things. You can see that in somebody else. Iron sharpens iron, but man sharpens man. This is Men in Your Life, unapologetically human. Here are your hosts, Dan and Brady. Welcome to another episode of Men in Your Life, Unapologetically Human. I am Brady, and I'm joined this week by none other than not Dan. So, uh, yeah, is, yeah, I was going uh, to try my best Dan impression. Like, everybody, this is Dan. I've got a mountain man beard and, a, yeah, yeah, iron you, sharpens iron. You, you, you don't. You, you don't. Is it, the, yeah, I don't feel like my voice really isn't, isn't deep enough. No, I wasn't going to go there, but yeah, no, that's <laughs> how have you been Chris? For, for those of you that, you know, have, have heard our podcast, you recognize this man's voice. This is Chris. He's uh, one of our favorite uh, sub and co-hosts. Um, we're really looking forward to scheduling something with him, which I think was originally supposed to be this week, but uh, Dan had to, had to be out this weekend. So Chris graciously um kind of helped us out and is going to co-host with me. And uh, I always look forward to our conversations, Chris. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. And um, thanks for having me on again. I've been excited, been waiting, um, been listening to y'all's podcast. Y'all doing great work. And y'all hit, wait, was over a thousand followers? What was it? I think it was over, over a thousand plays. A thousand plays. Nice. But- That's awesome. Yeah, which is odd. I mean, uh, but I mean, my mom really needs to take me off a repeat, but um, <laughs> I always appreciate the the support. No, um, that was awesome. I mean, we don't we we like like we've said before, we don't do this for money. We do this because we're both passionate about you know men's mental health and and trying to have the conversations. And really, um, I, I know. I know um, we've kind of fallen off of like having a traditional format for our for our show, but. You know, I I thought about it last week because or the last episode because we talked a little bit about it and I like the fact that we don't have a strict format because it not only do we try to have the conversations that are difficult that um, that may or may not be able to help somebody in that situation, but also we're showing that it's okay for two people just to have that conversation. I mean, it's it really is when you put the effort into it a really easy conversation to have with somebody else that you, that you really trust. Right. And I mean, that's, that's the goal, isn't it? For men to know that it's okay to open up and to talk and to find someone to talk to. And yeah. And it also, it makes it genuine. Like if you come in with just like a, Hey, here's some research, which you know, that's important to know and do your research. But like, if you come in with that every single time, it's not going to be, they won't flow. I mean, if there's something that's on your mind that you're dealing with, that's when you talk about it, right? Right, right then and there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can't count how many times, even when we had somewhat of a format to this show, can't count how many times that format was just kind of thrown out the window. Uh, <laughs> just like life. Yes. Make plans, throw them out the window. That's 
Well, yeah, I mean, you've, I'm sure you've heard the old saying, you know, you want to, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so, um, well, uh, a lot's happened since the last time you were on the show. Um, your little one is a little over a year. Is that what, is, is that what you, you mentioned? Yeah. So she just turned a year and two months and she's, um, yeah, gosh, man, when was the last time I was on the show? She must have been only a few months old, but yeah, she's walking now, um, getting into everything. So of course our life has gotten a whole lot busier. Um, no, but it's, it's nice. I mean, we can set her in the backyard. She can walk around. Like it's, it's great, man. It's awesome. I definitely looking back and listening to like the first episode I think it came on was when she was probably like two months old or maybe even younger than that. Um, I remember I was so incredibly stressed out of my mind, exhausted, it's such a game changer, dude. Um, as they get older, it does. I mean, it's different battles, different struggles, but it does get easier. Um, we're getting more sleep now, which is great. Oh, so, that's- uh, yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been an awesome adventure. Um, but how is your week? Well, I guess it's been a few weeks the last episode. Um, how have you been? Oh, been good. I mean, stress with work and um, just got a raise. Actually, just got told I got a raise the other day. That was nice. All um, right, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it's been it's been stressful, but it's been good. I mean, that, that's one of the one thing that I learned. You know, after it's funny after leaving the most stressful position you could you 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 could really have. I mean, in as as a chef, you're just. I mean, you live off of stress and caffeine. And and nicotine, mm-hmm. um, which by the way, I uh, just realized the other day. I want to point this out because I'm extremely proud of it. It's been a little over six months since I've had, I've had any kind of nicotine. So all right, uh, so dude, you you talked about this in one of the podcasts a while ago, and I meant to comment on it and say congratulations. That is awesome. So it's six yeah. months now. Six That's months. incredible, dude. Um, and and like since I've had any nicotine, like I tried, I tried the patches. And I, it, you know, it's funny. I, I, the patches were fine. They were working just fine because I really wanted to quit. And then, um, I forgot my patch one day and I was like, oh, I'll put another one on tomorrow. And then I forgot, I forgot it for a couple of days. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm done. <laughs> so. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, uh, it's I only awesome. smoked for a year, so it was a lot easier for me to quit, but even then it was tough. You I just, yeah. So. Had well over 20 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And anyone who's never smoked or been addicted to anything before, like that's, that's incredible. Cause that's tough. It was so rough. power team, man. You've got this, keep going. But yeah, no, when it, it's funny because you, you were talking about the stress level and you know, the stress level just for the record doesn't, you know, as a chef, yeah, no, the stress level is off the charts. Um, but I learned real quick that when you really love your job, um, and I do, the stress level can get sky high and it doesn't, it doesn't affect you as much as it did when you just, that's all you survived off of. Like yeah. uh, we had a hard time filling roles in our company. I mean, just like a lot, most people out there, a lot of people are having a hard time hiring. Uh, wages are too low. They, they were too low before, you know, when, when in the middle of the pandemic, when everybody started just kind of, you know, trickling back into work and, and then finally after the pandemic, everybody's like, well, you need to raise your rates. And I kept telling people, you know, the, the higher ups in my company, I'm like, you need to raise your rates because we're not getting anybody, we're not even getting any applicants, let alone anybody showing up for interviews. And 
Um, but it was rough, you know, very, extremely shorthanded. I've been putting in a lot of long hours, some at, ho- at home, um, stuff like that. But we, we've hired. We, we've, we, you know, we've started hiring. We've got a few people at the door. We've got one person starting Monday. It's starting to pick up. And, and my boss's boss uh, looked at me the other day and he was like, hey, you know, it's like it, it, the light at the end of the tunnel is no longer a freight train. It's actually the end of the tunnel. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was and it was perfect because, yeah. And, and, you know, immediately without even thinking about it, I looked and I said, well, I knew it would. We just have to get through that tough time that we were short-staffed and overworked, and we're getting there. And it'll it'll still take you know a few more weeks before we actually get get really comfortable in in our staffing and get everybody trained up and stuff like that. But honestly, I'm looking forward to actually being able to do my job again. I've I've had to I've kind of had to branch out and start doing. Not I'm not saying that I do you know other people's jobs, but when you're short-handed, you do other people's jobs. So, right, you have to. So, and some of the stuff, some of the tasks and some of the, uh, data that I, I drive in our, in our, uh, in our company, um, has really fallen to the wayside because there are, there are certain tasks that, you know, are more important. And I think, and it also helps me as a boss. It does. It helps me as a manager because, you know, I knew, but it reinforces that, you know, without the, without these guys doing this job, you can't do yours. And right, and I think it's very. I I think it's great that that some of these managers around the country, and I've talked to a few, that you know, a few old friends, sous chefs that I know, and stuff like that, that are you know, I I can't I can't get people to come in, but I'm I'm back on the line cooking more, or you know, or something, and it's just like you know, yeah, you fi- you've started to realize you need these people. One hundred percent. Yep. And how's your summer break going? Uh, you're because you're right? usually if I remember correctly, because I was my ex-wife, I, I, I'm sure I've mentioned was a teacher. Um, she spent about two to three weeks ish after the school year, getting everything dialed down. And then she went back a couple of weeks before the school year started to to dial it back up. And so she really had a, about a month and a half, two months to to kind of relax. How, how's yours going? Yeah, so we actually have just two months. And when I say just, I know a lot of people are always like, well, at least teachers get time off. All right, so we get two months off for the summer. Um, I will tell you, when that last day happened, I was, uh, there was no dialing down. I was done. We went on vacation, like, we went on vacation to the beach the next day, and I was so tuned out. I didn't check my email for, like, two weeks. It was fantastic. People actually tried emailing me. It's like, nope, we're, uh, we're on summer break. So I quickly went on vacation mode. It was it was a rough year, man. And any teacher out there will tell you it's ironic because actually this past year was even tougher than our COVID virtual year. Like it was just rough. So I definitely went straight into vacation mode. And actually, I'm getting very close because we go back the first of like the first week in August. The students start up the second week in August. We um, we go back just to get ready and professional development so that. So I will be starting to gear up and to prep up probably about next week. Um, but I've definitely enjoyed the summer. It's greatly needed to talk about mental health. Definitely needed. Um, been spending a lot of time with my daughter, which has been very much needed because I think I've told you and Dan both. So usually, so my parents watch my daughter three days out of the week. We were very blessed for that. Um, 
they watch her Monday through Wednesday. My wife is part-time. So we're blessed that we can actually like have her part-time. So she's off Thursday, Fridays. So usually when she's my parents, Monday through Wednesday, my wife will pick her up from their house because she works near where they live and then come home. So I will come home. I'll get dinner ready. And I usually see my daughter from when she eats dinner about six o'clock, then she'll go down for bed and that's it. I mean, by the time I'm usually leaving for work before she even wakes up. Um, and then, so I see her for just a very little bit, those three days out of the week and it's, it was rough. So I was ready for summer just to spend time with her. And that's been awesome. That's, I mean, and, that, and that's amazing. You know, it's been, it's funny you say that because this summer has been so much nicer because we have a yard and, and no, those trees are in my yard. It's, it wasn't a nature walk. Um, <laughs> got, probably got a hundred year old cedar tree in my yard. Um, that's incredible. And by the way, yeah, congratulations on the house, man. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's a rental, but I mean, it's a house and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's amazing. It is. I mean, but what I was, I mean, and that kind of falls into what I was going to say is, you know, the yard has made this summer so much better. Like my daughter is going down without as much fight as she used to, because she's out all day, just running around getting the energy out. And she is out until like, she'll sleep till seven thirty, eight o'clock some days. And wow. yeah, that's nice. Yeah. It must be because I can't sleep past six on the weekend, but <laughs> But, um, and it's, it's, it's an amazing thing to, to actually be able to spend time with your kids. And I told myself, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be that paycheck dad. And I couldn't be a, and looking back, I couldn't be a chef and be a father, uh, to all those, all those people out there that are chefs and are good fathers and our fathers period that are present in their kids' lives. Let me just say props to you because you're a better, better better man than I am because I couldn't have done it. I was working, you know, 15, 17 hours a day. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I was a server in restaurants for a few years. Um, and we would be at the restaurant till like three in the morning. I mean, if you're closing on the weekend, easy three in the morning and mm -hmm. I'd sleep in till about like noon because that was what you did. Didn't get home till four. So yeah, gosh, I don't, I mean, it's gotta be tough. It It does. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, your, your summer break has really helped your mental health and, and that's actually kind of a great little segue into what we wanted to talk about a little bit today. Um, the, uh, you mentioned, um, the episode a couple episodes ago or last episode that I mentioned that, you know, Dan kind of put me on the spot as he, as he really loves to do, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and what do I do to help my mental health? And I, I kind of balked at that ad, at that question, um, because I don't really consciously do anything for my mental health. And you know, there are sir, we did name off a couple of things, like you know, the gaming that that I do every Friday with Dan and the guys, right. and, and stuff like that. But really, that's I mean, I golf, you know, as often as I can. I mean, golf ain't cheap, um, and it takes you know. It takes four or five hours uh, to complete. So, I mean, you're half your day is shot. And so don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't think it's shot. I have a blast, but my wife probably thinks it's shot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, so, and you mentioned that, I mean, what was the big, when did you, I, I, I've kind of always wondered this, especially with people that get like pretty much a scheduled break, like teachers, um, is it easier for you to start resetting your mental 
mental well-being uh, once the uh, once the break starts, or does it does it take some time into the break before you actually realize this is really starting to help? So it's interesting. Um, I'll say summer break is a huge help because you actually get to unwind. Um, believe it or not, winter break really doesn't do much, and that's two weeks. And you think two weeks is enough to reset your, you know, mental health. Um, but the problem is, is like you said, you're winding down from your work, but also, I mean, in winter break, you're still in the middle of it. When you get back, you, you know, you're facing assessments and like all of these things and deadlines coming up. Um, so you're actually prepping over winter break. Like, all right, well, I mean, you do have a lot of downtime. Don't get me wrong. I know again, all these people are like, well, I don't have any like vacation days. I, I get it. Trust me. I get it. But from the aspect of a teacher, there's so much that you're doing when you're not actually working. Um, and that's one of the aspects like you're over winter break. I was prepping things. I was so far behind on things I need that I knew assessments were coming up, report cards and things like that do. And so I was prepping all of these things. And then I didn't feel like when we came back, I didn't really feel rested at all. And it was it was rough. I would say that this one job has been the toughest job for my own mental health that I've ever had. Usually when I have hit something that's out of my control and it's causing me stress, if I get to a certain point, I can actually just flip a switch and I just like let it go. I just stop caring. The problem with this job is if I let it go and I just stop caring, it's not me who suffers. It's all 31 of my students and my coworkers who are also relying on me to like, because you do work as a team in education. Like it hurts everybody else if I just say, all right, you know what? I'm just not going to do this. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to care anymore. Like you can't, you can't not care. And that's where I really struggled this past year with my own mental health because I didn't, I didn't know what to do anymore. And my, my old method of just stop caring doesn't, it's not an option anymore. So I really struggle. So it's funny when Dan asked you that question and you were just like, I don't really do anything. I laughed out loud, but it got me thinking like, wait, what am I doing to help my own mental health? And yeah. Well, and that, and that's kind of, you know, we just for the record, that wasn't a planned question or anything like that, but that's kind of the, I think that was kind of the point that Dan was trying to get at was, you know, we don't as men, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we don't, uh, we don't really worry as much about it. In, in the list of, of people that I'm concerned with, I'm somewhere near the bottom. And I always have been. Right. I mean, it's not, and it's not something, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not proud of that fact. I, I, I do, you know, looking at it, especially being so conscious about mental health now, I wish that I had not developed that, that attitude toward it. I wish I had not developed that, eh, I can wait kind of, kind of attitude about things. And, you know, because eventually, yeah, I pushed myself. Okay. Well, I'm behind, you know, these people. And then, you know, you, you start a family, you're behind these people and then these people. And then, you know, yeah, I, like I said, I really love my job. So, you know, I got to make sure that these people are taken care of. And eventually you get pushed so far back that you, I mean, you forget. And ever since that question, you know, yeah, I've been trying to, for me, I've been trying to talk it out more, whether it be with the wall or somebody else. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't always, you know, it's not, and I'm not looking for anything, any negativity out of this. It's, I don't always have somebody to talk to. It's just, sometimes you just need to get it out. Um, and honestly, the, the 
relief of being in a house and seeing the happiness of my children, which I realize is just kind of falling right back into the whole, I don't come first attitude, but, but, but honestly seeing the happiness of my family and stuff like that is, it, it helps me. It does. It, it, you know, the, my, my daughter passing out at the end of the night after playing all day in the yard that we live at is, is huge for me. Yeah. And it's really interesting because you talked about, um, your job when you do something that you love the stress it's not the same level of stress like you can take it and i feel like that's the same way and again everyone's parenting is different some people are very stressed um some people had kids that were not planning on having kids but like we were talking about we we love being dads we do so for us yes my i mean watching my child does take a lot of work and sometimes it's stressful but it's one of those things like a job that you love doing it's rewarding and it's rewarding to the extent that far outweighs any stress that watching my daughter has ever caused me like seeing her take those steps and seeing her like explore the world and figure out how things work is just so rewarding that you're right like that's an awesome way to boost your mental health I, and it's it's funny because you know i you you mentioned you know watching your kid and and for the record out there and i've mentioned this early early on in our in our podcast um we are we are not just for the record we're we're dads we are not babysitting um, right. Oh man, that's a running joke in our house. <laughs> oh yeah. But um but no, like the other day, I yesterday I went to the I went to the supermarket with my daughter and it was just me and her and we were we were kind of bebopping around the store and we were joking around and laughing and I was tickling her and she was, you know, and we were just having a good time and and all of a sudden I look around and there's like three people that are just staring at us. One of us is staring at us kind of in a negative way and I'm like whatever, but but at the same time, you're like, this is, I mean, this is what causes me to love every minute is being there, being present, being, you know, being able to be a dad and be a dad to this beautiful little girl and her brother for the record. her, I mean, the reason I haven't talked about her brother during this episode is her, her brother is actually with uh, his father for the, for the month of August. So I oh, gotcha. Um, so all we have is is Penny, um, and Penny is you know she's she is my my happiness. She is that that kind of you know yes, it's stressful being a father. It absolutely is, but it's not. But being a father is not the stressor. It's everything else. No. Do you understand what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. But I do have a quick question on that. You said people were staring at you in the supermarket. Why why do you think they're staring at you? Because we were making noise and laughing. <laughs> oh. So you guys were having a good time. They're like, we're having, yeah, having a good, good time. for you. Uh, oh, yeah. It always cracks me up, too, when parents, like, apologize. Like, one time, I think a kid was just, like, walking. And, like, I was trying to push my cart. And they're, like, their little kid was a toddler and just kind of just standing there, not oblivious to the world around them. And then the mom turns around and sees that the kid's in my way. And I'm just standing there, like, not bothering me. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. It's like. What are you apologizing for? If I really was like in a rush, I would have gone around like a different way or I would have said, excuse me, but your child is probably like two years old. They're just loving their life. They were holding like a box of macaroni. It cracks me up sometimes to parents. And I, I know that's because they've been fussed at and some people are just rude, but no, I love seeing parents and like kids just doing their thing. I want to know what those kids have going through their heads because I bet you it's awesome. Right? <laughs> Those kids that just stop in the middle of the aisle, the floor, and you know they're not there. 
they're they are not in the store with their parents right now. They are somewhere else having a blast. And <laughs> I'm sorry, but sometimes I look at these kids and they're just smiling. Like you said, they got, you know, they got a, a handful of you know macaroni and cheese or something like that, you know, a box of macaroni and cheese in their hand or whatever. And they're just oblivious to everything. Oh, it's hilarious. We gave my daughter a leaf we found on the ground and she thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They get more expensive though. Don't get used to that. Oh um, man. <laughs> Paw Patrol. I'm just saying. Paw, just Oh, I know. I know that's coming. Right now oh, we do like the the library online videos and she loves those, but I know that'll change. Oh yeah, I got I've got so many streaming services. I I honestly don't even know <laughs> what we have anymore. But I uh, I completely agree with you. I definitely think that one of my ways is just spending time with my daughter. Like I told you, I mean, that's what I was most excited about um, this summer was spending time with her. Because like you said, I, we're not babysitters. We're, we're fathers. We're invested. Um, and exactly. to actually um, spend time with my daughter was just amazing for me. Now, I got to ask, though. So, um, and, you know, my wife said this yesterday because me and... I was mowing the lawn yesterday. It's kind of nice to say that I have a, a lawn to mow. But I was yeah. mowing yesterday, and Penny comes running out, and she just, you know, she stands in front of me, and, and I'm pushing the lawnmower, and she's, you know, quote-unquote, helping me helping me do, do the lawn. <laughs> and, and, and it's awesome, and I loved it. She's all, you know, these are the memories. And as I, I walked by my wife, and she said, these are the times that you make that are mem- that, that for memories. And, you know... <clears throat> I got to ask, so what's, what's something that you, that you, I mean, obviously you've spent a lot of time with your daughter this, this, during this summer break, but what's the one thing that stands out in your mind so far that you've done that, that has really, that you're really excited that that you got to do with your daughter so far? Okay. Well, let me give you two things. So one, we, um, we actually had our first birthday party at a local farm, um, in the area and that was awesome but we went back now that she can walk um and they actually have like a berry picking section in the front of the farm so we took her there and uh we actually like she could actually walk this time around the farm like pick berries and she loved it she absolutely loved it and it was just such a fun like nice family time just being outdoors she was picking things and of course you know you had to stop her from picking the things that weren't ripe and putting it in her mouth because that's what she's going to do but she just had such a great time just chasing around chickens and oh my gosh, it was awesome. And like the best thing is, yeah, those things are fun for us too. But to see, like I said, to see the world through their eyes and like to, for her, for seeing a chicken, I mean, she's like the size of a chicken. So to see a chicken that she's never actually seen one, like, well, apart from her birthday in person before she's seen pictures of them. But I mean, man, it must be amazing for her to experience things and be like, what is that thing? Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. So oh, yeah. that was and, awesome. And that's amazing because you see that that they just light up because and you don't think about it. It's a chicken. I mean right. it's, it's but to them, what is that thing? And it's you know, it's awesome. Awesome. The other thing that we did this summer is um so my parents own a small recreational boat that's really nice. We take it out in the Potomac um and they go to a place on the Potomac where they like to eat steam crabs. And my dad was begging us all last summer to let my daughter on the boat for us. She was too young. We want to make sure that she could support her head and all that stuff. You know, we're, we're very, um, 
safe on that. So this summer we were ready um, and he had to get the boat fixed and he finally did. So he finally got to take her on the boat and we didn't know which way this is going to go. We didn't know if she's going to hate the boat or she's going to love it or if it's going to be scary. It's going to be um, those two. It is. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's gonna be love or a hate. That's it. So at first she was pretty unsure. So um, she sat in my wife's lap, and it wasn't like a, a choppy day. So I mean, at least it was a smooth ride there. But um, she wasn't really sure. She's like, "What are we doing? What is this?" Um, and she loved, you know, like um, at the restaurant, she got to walk around a little bit. But on the ride back, you could tell that she loved being on that boat, and that was just awesome because being on the water is one thing that's um kind of one of my i don't know passions i love being near the water on the water in the water um but to see her just kind of light up and like look around and see the like the the potomac river like she oh gosh man she had such a great time and that was just such a a good memory because that's those are my fond memories as a kid too again i know people probably listening like okay so this guy's got a boat so he's loaded no like my family you know my parents own it um it's one of my my dad got it a long long time ago it's one of his passions so I kind of grew up with that, like every summer, like, you know, taking the boat out every once in a while. And like, I really enjoyed that. So to see her enjoy that experience too, that was just incredible for me. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, so you, and you grew up in that area, right? Or, or where did, where did you grow yep. up? Let me ask. So, I, so fun fact, I actually grew up in this area, but so did my family and my ancestors. So my ancestors came to this part of the United States in the 1700s. So. Oh, good yeah, so we we've, we've been in this area for a very long time. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, and I think that's a very much a coastal thing. Like me, I grew up on the coast of Alaska, um, literally across the street from from the bay. Um, and like <clears throat> when I moved down to Texas, I I was really concerned that the lack of elevation would really get to me. And. Um, that's interesting. And and it, because I'm also my hometown uh, of Seward, Alaska, it's surrounded on three sides by mountains and one side by water. So I mean, it's it's pretty isolated. But it wasn't the elevation; it was the water. I wasn't anywhere near really? like a large body of water in, when I lived in mm. Texas, and that bothered me the most. It really did. Like I have to have water around me. <laughs> and yeah, it's of, interesting. I kind of feel you on that because, you know, I, I've, we've never owned a boat, but I've had, you know, friends with boats and my parents have had friends with boats. And I've always like, when it comes to water, I'm that, that's my element. I mean, literally that's, that's, I mean, I'm also a Pisces, so, you know, take that, for what's <laughs> worth. but no, it's, I, it, water has always been my thing swimming pools, anything like that. You get me into a body of water, everything for me melts away. Yes. Oh man, swimming. Oh, it's so nice just to float there in the water. Yeah, I'm looking it's forward to that. We actually have a uh, we actually have a trip planned for the first week of August, which is uh, why here probably in about ten minutes we're gonna have to try to wrap things up. But um, we've got a trip the first week of August to go camping with my dad. Um, first time, first camping trip with the kids. Uh, it's gonna be fun. All right. All right. Um, we're we're going to go out there now, for a week. Uh, is it northern... glamping or camping? No, this is camping. This is All right. Uh, no, we're going to c- cook over a fire. Uh, um I mean, 
it's glamping to the point where we go to a camping a camping spot. Um, right. There's we nothing don't wrong with that. Yeah. I'm not hiking with a three year old. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it, it's really nice. My dad's got a pop up tent trailer that he uses. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, but I mean, uh, this would be if, if if we were to sleep in the tent trailer, this would be the first time for me, and I'm I'm 41. Um, I've never I I always sleep on not on the ground. I always have an air mattress. Come on, let's. I mean, I'm not I I'm not a heathen. Um, <laughs> but, but well, no, we have to because my wife has bad back problems. So every time we go camping, we have to use an air mattress. So I've gotten used to that. Don't don't make excuses. Just say, hey, I want a damn air mattress. That's. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, and it does and make a difference too. It, honestly, it does make a difference. But you know, we're actually going to be gone for a week, and I—I I you should have seen the look of panic in my in my son's uh, eyes when I told him. I said, "Just so you know, there's no signal there. There's no, <laughs> there's zero. There, there's zero. Like my phone doesn't work." <laughs> now, how point. how old is he? He's seven. He'll be. He'll okay. Be okay. Yeah. And uh, but but I'm I'm looking forward to getting him out there, and I'm going to teach him a little bit. We're going to go fly, fly fishing. Me and my dad are. Uh, I'll teach him a little bit about fly fishing, but really, you need to get. I, I want to teach him some, but he's gonna. It'll probably be another year or two before he's able to actually get out there and 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 get. Because I also have to get him his all of his gear too. But um, but that's beside the point. So we're we're going to take off for that first week in August. And it's by a river and there's a, the, you know, there's also that degree. And the reason I'm bringing this up is there's that degree of concern. You know, I'm by a river and I, you know, I don't want my son to wade too far out into the river because rivers move. I don't care. Oh, yeah. you know, it, it may not look like it on the surface, but they're running. And um, so it's, it's one, it's going to be one of those things. I mean, my, my wife, she's not much of a, a, a fly fisher. So she's going to, you know, she's, she'll be at the camp most of the time with the kids and stuff like that, but we're not too far off from the river. And so there's, there's, but there's a swimming hole in the river down, down river a little bit and that I I'm actually looking forward to getting the kids in the water to see how they react. Um, they've been in swimming pools and I know Spencer, uh, my son, I know he's had, his dad's family has some property next to a river, so he's been in a river. But it's going to be fun. It's uh, we're looking forward to it. That's I mean, and that's that's kind of the I, I need to get my car fixed, so that's why I've that's why I'm kind of on a time crunch today. But um, yeah, this is What's... this is the time. I mean, anybody that because I had the worst, I had the hardest time with this, and it didn't help my my mental my mental well-being my mental health when i was younger but this is the time that you need to get out and make those memories even if it's just i mean i'm not talking about just with 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 if you have a family a wife kids anything like that go, get a hold of some friends go float a river i mean do do something get your mental health in check you know do things do something for yourself let that stress i mean if maybe you don't like water okay go on a hike i mean do this is the time of year that really you need to like get that get that pent up stress, that pent up negative energy, and get it out. Yeah, and actually, it's really interesting to bring that up because that was one thing that I keep on hearing is, in order to boost your mental health, or there was one way to do it, 
is to have something in the books like planned and like this doesn't have to necessarily be a vacation it could be like something small like we're gonna go yeah tubing down the river or we're gonna go on a hike three weekends from now they say if you have something planned that's fun and on your calendar in the future that actually helps boost your mental health because it's something to look forward to and something different too and that's one thing that my wife and i found that we both kind of struggled is um when we do the same thing every night over and over again we kind of get stuck in a rut and like for example usually we'll you know we eat dinner we put our wife our, our daughter down for bed and usually she and i will go downstairs we'll watch netflix or a movie or something and like then we'll eventually go to bed and we do the same thing over and over again and we're like why are we doing this life is too short so then we we were actually really creative that first year when COVID headed out we started doing like painting at home like you know, kind of like a wine and design at home we started doing like these really creative things like a board game or something like that and it's it's tough to always be that creative but like that's one way is mix it up a bit do something different you're not going to find out if you like something unless you try it i mean right i i hate to sound like dad but <laughs> that's, that's it's a fact i mean and that's awesome you know and, and you do get into a rut and i'll tell you why you get into a rut it's a really it's a really simple answer in my humble opinion in my experience the reason you get into a rut is because it's easy absolutely yeah you don't have to do anything you don't play anything we just sit on the couch turn on netflix it's there boom done Oh yeah, I mean we my my wife and I we played a lot of Xbox together uh for throughout the pandemic and that's what we did, you know, especially I mean I was in a third story apartment, two bedroom apartment with, you know, two kids and me and the wife and it was small. But and we didn't really have any place to go or anything. And these are all excuses that I told myself. I mean, we could have gone places and stuff like that. We just didn't. And we got right. into a rut. I'm talking about a rut for like a year. Where it was, I would come home from work, she would have dinner, you know, cooking or some plan for it. We would cook dinner and the kids would get ready for bed. We'd put them to bed at pretty much the same time every night. We'd sit down for an hour, we'd go to bed and that's it. And then I'd wake up and yeah. go, to, go to work. And, <laughs> and I would ask her, like, hey, do you want to do something different tonight? And she's like, well, like what? I'm like, I don't know. And you're so exhausted. You don't want to think of anything else. Like, it's tough. And, and bless my wife, because, I mean, my wife is a stay-at-home mom, and and she, you know, she'll get stressed out because, oh, I didn't I didn't do anything today. I just I just played. She has a hunting game that she loves to play. And she, oh, I just went hunting all day. I was like, I don't care. But then, you right. know, at the same time, the same time she, she'll she turn to me, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, oh, well, I, you know, I asked that question without actually having an answer in mind. Um, so, <laughs> so. Exactly. You, hey, do you want to go do something? Do you want to do something, you know, next week or so? I don't know. And she, well, like what? I'm like, um, and that's usually about as far as the conversation went for us. Is yeah, well, like, I don't know. Life is busy. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and and we make excuses, but this is, I feel like this is the time of year. Even though, you know, I don't, I don't have summers off. I'm not a teacher. Um, lucky, but no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but no. Use your vacation days. Use your sick days if you can. One hundred percent is very strict about you know sick days. They're not extra vacation days, which I respect. That's fine. I think I have you know I have like a week worth of sick time you know just sitting there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've got. I think I saw it on my 
I've got like 65, 68 hours of PTO that I st- that I need to use. And I'm like, and when I saw right. from, I'm like, oh, thank God I have this week planned because it it really makes you realize I haven't taken time off to do what I need to do to take care of myself. And honestly, I haven't taken time off to do what I need to do to take care of my family either. This is the time of year where, you know what? Yeah. Take, you know, a Friday off if you can and, you know, take that PTO day off and go to the zoo for a day or whatever, but take your time off. You're not put on this, uh, on this earth to work, pay taxes and die. And Nothing, and that is, and to me, that never became, that didn't become more apparent than when I was, than when I became a father. Yeah, isn't it crazy? I know people who haven't had any time off in years, years haven't used their time off. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I mean, power to you, one, power to you, great job. And some people can't, some people are like, well, I just can't afford to take time off. And I, I get that. But if you do have paid time off, use it. I mean, unless you're planning like a huge vacation coming up use it. I think there's a study done. I mean, I know there's a study done that said most people would actually take a pay cut if that meant they got more either benefits or time off, like paid time off, vacation time. They would rather get a, take a job that paid them a little bit less and they got more vacation time. And it's insane. I've never had a job that I got this much PTO. Never. And, you know, I get about a week and a half, a little over a week and a half a year right now, which isn't a lot. And that's the funny thing. I also read a study um, myself. This was years and years ago. I don't even know if it's still true, but it really stuck out for me that uh, Americans work longer hours than a lot of people around the world. I mean, I want to say we were in the top like 80th percentile or something like that of, of, of societies in the world that, that, I mean, we put more hours in. Oh, so, all right, get this. So, my wife is from England, and I remember um, we were sitting there having a conversation with her family about vacation days, and they were just appalled. Like, they were actually disturbed by how much time off we get compared to them. And it's not like just England. It's other countries. It's most countries that they get time off. Like, for example, if my wife got, um, oh, what was it? I think it's about three weeks maternity leave, and this is not a digger company. We're very grateful she's with this company but like unpaid time off for um maternity leave if we were in england you get most places you'll get three months paid time off for maternity leave and then if you want to take longer you can get three more months so up to six months now the next three months are half pay you still get some pay for six months after having a child yes and it's insane. It's not just maternity leave. It's like they do like I remember her uncle said that he got four weeks vacation time for his job a year. Yeah. Four weeks. Oh, my gosh. It's just like we got it so backwards here. And I'm not not. I love our country. I love America. But like we've got our companies just got it backwards. They do. Um, and and honestly, like over the last 20 years, you've you've it's a slow process, but. Over the last 20 years, you've seen more and more companies start to really focus on their employees. But but, but in order for them to do that, we as employees, we need to make them focus on that. Like, hey, I'm taking three days. I mean, honestly, if you can afford to, take time off even if you don't get paid for it. 
if you can afford to. I'm not telling you. I'm please understand. I'm not. I don't want anybody to go to the poorhouse. But you need to do that for yourself. You need to do that for your mentals. And let me tell you something. That's. I didn't know about the whole have something planned thing, but I can tell you, yeah, my mood has been better since we had this plan. Yep, it's crazy. It does help. We just booked tickets in August uh, to go see Hamilton, the musical, which I've always wanted to do since it came out. So we finally got that booked. You know what? I'm going to go back to work and it's going to be rough at first, but at least I know I got that booked and it's going to get me through. It's going to be great. I've always wanted to see Phantom. That's, I mean, that's my. Oh, that's a great one. I did see that one. I saw that one in England, actually. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I've always wanted to see that. But, um, but yeah. We'll get that in the books, Brady. What's that? I said, get that in the books. Put that in the calendar. Yeah, one of these days. They don't come over here as often as they 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 tour the east. Um, yeah, that's that's fair. There's a lot of cities over here. Um, but no, it's and and that's been that's kind of where we wanted to focus the the show today. And you know, please, um, everybody out there, please keep in mind you have to take. Um, Dan loves to say this, and and you know, you're you are worthless to those that you love and those you need to be there for if you drive yourself into the ground. Yep, you can't pour into other people's cups if your cup is empty. That's true. That is, and, and you know, it, it's it's funny because we've talked about this numerous times during this episode. Is you don't realize how how right the cliches are really until you start using them as a father yourself. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's but it's true. It's you know my you know my cup runneth over of love and happiness in my in my life. But it also, you know, it also gets drained by the stress and by those things that hold you down. The, you know, we were shorthanded at work and I was putting in a lot of hours and it was putting in some stress. And you know what? I I wasn't sure if I was going to bring this up, but I'm not going to say what it was about. But my wife and I, after being together for, what, four and a half years, something like that, about four and a half years, um, we finally had our first fight. And it was, it, it wasn't a knockdown drag out, you know, she didn't throw anything at me. I didn't, you know, flip her off or anything like that. It was, you know, it was, it was just, it was a quick look. And honestly, it was a quick little argument. Voices got a little bit raised. Um, but, you know, it's, it really brought into sharp relief that I had been working too hard and been focused on work mm-hmm. way too much to where I lost track of what was going on in my house. And that's not okay. Um, you know, anybody out there with, uh, with having relationship issues right now or something, or, you know, you're fighting with your significant other that you don't normally fight with or, or even fighting more often than you normally do, you know, don't be afraid. And this is the hardest thing to do, but don't be afraid to look in the mirror and ask yourself, what am I doing to contribute to these, these stressors? You know, it's interesting because um, I found out it's from the National Institute of Mental Health, and they said that men actually show, um, you know, a low mental health or, you know, struggling a mental disorder or condition. They show that differently than women, like in a stereotypical, like general sense. Um, women will usually be like sad or, you know, low energy, and you can tell their depression in that way. But men show it actually um, with anger and irritability or aggressiveness sometimes. So it's interesting that you brought it up because I've noticed sometimes that I've been 
very irritable when I shouldn't be and take it out on, you know, my wife or, you know, my family members. I'm like, why am I acting like this towards them? And usually if I self-reflect, which is a big thing, you have to look inward sometimes. And I realize that there's stuff that I'm dealing with that I haven't brought to the surface yet. Yeah. And that's, that's and, interesting. And that is, and, and that's extremely interesting. It really is. And it makes sense. I mean, we're, I mean, you can't take anything away from the differences in, in the sexes or, or genders is, is, you know, men and women are completely are built completely different. We are, um, where women are, you know, there's a, there's a country song and I, I love, I love music. So I, I relate a lot of things to music, but basically it's, you know, what, how, how to, you know, what's expected of a woman. You have to be hard. You have to be soft. You have to be firm. You have to be, you know, all these things all rolled into one and that's true, but you, the whole thing is, is you're the, not necessarily the societal expectations, but as a woman, from what I've seen, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get some hate mail for this, I think, but uh, <laughs> what I've seen as a woman, there are, the edges are a little softer naturally. If you know what I mean, when it comes to, as a man, our edges are a little harder and a little sharper naturally. So when we get stressed out, when we get to the point where we're not taking care of our mentals and, you know, there's, especially when there's some outside force like work that we can't really control, um, at play, it's, you know, it makes sense that we lash out a little more aggressively than what, than women do naturally um yeah and it's like you all said before even like for societal expectations we are not supposed to we're supposed to be strong right we're supposed to be like helping others especially like the the foundation now i'm not saying that that has to necessarily be true but like that's what is put on our shoulders so a lot of men don't talk about their problems they don't show their problems they bottle it up they don't get help from therapy or a counselor or psychiatrist they don't get medication they don't go see doctors because they're not supposed to be broken but i mean inside absolutely you're broken but you can't show it and so a lot of men just keep that bottle up to keep it themselves and it's not always and it's not always that you can't show it it's also it's also like we were we were trained this way no i'm not i'm not broken this is just this is how it's supposed to be right right and it's crazy the fact that we still feel that stigma today. I mean, even though society has progressed a lot, it still affects men nowadays. And we even had we had this conversation. Me and Dan did with the last episode. You know, sometimes, granted, like I said, there are some times where, yeah, you have to, you know, put your head down and push through it, suck it up, and go through it. And we hate that phrase in this uh, with this podcast. But there are those instances where. Both sexes have to do that. Um, mm -hmm. But there are those instances where, yes, you do have to suck it up and you have to move forward and you have to keep pushing and, you know, you can deal with it later. And, you know, we're, we're not, we're not one of those podcasts, one of those men's mental health, you know, focused ar arenas that are like, oh, well, you know, you're, you can't say that, or you can't do that because that's not the world we live in. Now. No, it's still the world we live in now. And sometimes that is necessary, but you have to, there has to be a balance. And I think that's something that a lot of people are starting to really focus on more is balance. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you can't, yeah. <laughs> if you're going through something, you can't just be like, 
all right, well, I'm done. I give up like that. I mean, that's yeah. Like you said, you have sometimes you have to push through. You have to get through the struggle. But at the same time, you have to recognize it and deal with it in an appropriate manner, which I feel like that's where the balance is. And that's where the balance is. I mean, yes, as men, we do we do uh, react more aggressively to certain situations. So, I mean, let, let's just be honest, though, to, to most situations as as men, we have <laughs> a tendency to, to react more aggressively. And I'm not talking about violent and throwing shit around all the time, but there's usually an aggressive response to most things for us. And, you know, there are some people that are better at checking that knee, uh, that knee jerk response, because that's usually where the aggression comes from. Um, there are some people that are, that are better at immediately checking that response. And there are some people that aren't, but, um, and I, I want everybody to know that's okay. I mean, as long as it doesn't manifest in a violent way, in a hurtful way to where you are, you're intentionally hurting, whether it be physical, emotional, or mental, those around you because you're upset or depressed. You know, I have, I honestly think aggression is a healthy thing, you know, releasing it, but you have to find a constructive way to do it. Absolutely. I mean, if you need to do sports, if you need to do Taekwondo, if you need to, whatever it is, you know, channel that in an appropriate manner. I've always wanted to just start an app to where, you know, my face will pop up on the screen and you can scream at it all you want. And it just doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I got one of those faces. It's easy to yell at me. Um, no, it's some guys just like you know across the country just screaming at your face on their phone. Exactly, I, and I'd be okay with that. But no, it's and that's the that's the thing is there there has to be a constructive way, and it's and it's very individual. I mean, I have certain things that I like to do when you know when I'm stressed out, um, and and I do. I mean, I I mentioned that you know yeah I don't really do anything for my mental health or for to to maintain my 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 mental stasis. Um, but at the same time, when it gets to that point, there are certain things I do. Honestly, one of the so like a strange thing that I do when I get real stressed out or really, I mean, really scared or something like I I just my I had a really long conversation a couple episodes ago about the the relate the the relationship I was in that was that was quite abusive and I would do this almost on a regular basis. But when I got scared or ang or just over the top angry and over the top stressed out, I'd go to a bowling alley. Bowling alley, the smell of a bowling alley and the crashing of the pins and stuff like I didn't even have to bowl. I could just sit there and listen. And that's I'd, interesting. And that's nostalgia for you though, right? It is. It is. I mean, and that comes from my childhood. My family owned a bowling alley for three generations. So that's that's really where um, and and the funny thing is is that is probably the only place I can tell you without a doubt is I can really center myself is, is a bowling alley. I can just, I can sit there and listen to the crashing of the pins and the, and the clanking of the machines and the slam of the ball against the lane and, uh, and smell the oil. And I'm, I can center myself. It's great. It's. Yeah. One of the studies I found like says every day, take 30 minutes for yourself. So um, that can be like, it's obviously doing something enjoyable with like, whether it's walking or sitting in a bowling alley or, uh, walking the dog or doing something that you enjoy doing at least 30 minutes every day. And I feel like that's really important. Like for me, I always, I'm an extrovert. I love being with people. I love talking, but I found that I wake up extra early in the morning 
was that? So that's why you and I get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love it. I feed off that energy. I love it. But like I found it's really interesting. I didn't notice this till the past two years. I wake up extra early every morning. I'm almost an, I'm also a morning person, but um, my wife is like, why do you wake up so early? It doesn't take you that long to get ready for work. But I spend that time. I drink my coffee, sit on the couch. It's just quiet. There's no one else awake. Um, my, my daughter and my wife are still sleeping. It's just me and my dog just chilling on the couch, sit my coffee. It's just nice for me to start my day that way. It's nothing against my wife or my daughter. It's not like I don't enjoy being with them, but it's just time to myself. So I either do that or I also enjoy running. I get that, you know, 30 minutes. And that to me is a way to one, boost my physical health, which they say that ties into mental health. <laughs> Brady's shaking his head. I know some of y'all think I'm crazy. I'm a morning person who also runs. I'm one of those crazy people. But to me, oh my gosh, like I just feel so good after a run. I mean, during the run, I feel like death, but after it, <laughs> I just, it's just one of those things like I'm taking time for myself, it's something that I enjoy. And I had to talk with my wife, not that she didn't understand, but I explained to her how important these runs were. I was like, listen, like, I know it's taking time away from our time, but, and I try to run in the morning before it clashes with our schedule, but sometimes it doesn't work out. But it's like, this time for me running is very important to my mental health. And it, and it is. Uh, I was like, I, I need this. It's not just physically taking care of myself. It's also mentally. And that's just one thing that works for me. Obviously that, running, it doesn't, uh, doesn't help everyone's mental health. No, no, no. It's uh, usually, I mean, the, during the run, I feel like death. And then after the run, I feel like death. So <laughs> too much for me. Um, but no, and that's the whole thing. Like very, you know, you and I are very different people. Obviously you run, um, but very different people and different things will will work for you that don't work for me and will work for me that don't work for you and that's the whole thing and and it can be real frustrating figuring out what these tasks are that can really help you uh, you know mentally and help you you really center yourself mentally and that's that there's where the difficult and it can be expensive to figure out yeah. uh, to figure out what it is to that will help you recenter yourself to, to help you start to get things out start to really work shit out. And, and I'm the same way with you. Like I get up, um, I get up between three and three 30 every morning. Oh man, you got me beat. Wow. And, um, yeah, but I start work at five. So yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I get up between three and three 30 every morning. And I mean, granted I'm moving in the morning and then I get to work. I usually get to work anywhere between 30 and 40 minutes early um because i'm crazy but <laughs> i but for me that's you know that that 30 or 40 minutes that i'm not on the clock that i'm able to actually concentrate on a few things that i need to get done yeah they're usually for work but that i need to get done without being bothered by anybody <laughs> any of my any of the people that work for me i that's where i really i my day really starts I mean, it's kind of like for you, the drinking of the coffee, the running, the the hanging out with your with your dog and stuff like that. That works for you. For me, once I get into work early, and this is one of the reasons I get into work so early, is because I have that that period of time to where I can center myself, get mentally ready for work, know what know what is coming, kind of get everything figured out. And then I, you know, I, I get going and I, I move, I start, you know, start my work day. Um, running is, is I, and it's, I, I make jokes. I used to run. 
Um, I, you really? know, oh yeah. Um, I actually used to really enjoy running. I, 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 I did, did a little running in Texas when I, I was living there and it was, you know, I, I only ever did like a mile, mile and a half. It was never anything real big. Um, That's pretty well, good. Like two to three miles, I guess is, would be it. Cause it was a mile out and a mile back, but, um, but it was, you know, not so much anymore at 300 pounds. I don't, I don't run. My knees can't take it. Um, but running was all, I, I, I understand what you're saying. The reason I brought it up is I understand what you're saying because you get that adrenaline pumping and then you, that the endorphins start pumping and stuff like that. And that's what people really, I feel like we, we were all so tech centric, technology centric that yeah. as I'm sitting here staring at my phone, doing a podcast, um, we're so, <laughs> we're so technology centric that we forget there's a whole world outside and there's a lot to do there. Um, I can't, yes. stress, I can't stress it enough. Even if you don't go outside, open a damn window. Yeah. It doesn't have to cost money. Like this past, uh, weekend we just went, so we, there's a downtown area where we live. Um, we took my daughter and my dog. We literally walked, just walked around downtown. We didn't go any shops. We didn't spend any money. We just walked around downtown and we like, just, it was just nice just to be outside and to do that. And of course nowadays gas. So I guess everything does cost money. So we probably you know, spent our house and gas just getting down. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, it doesn't have to. You and, but that was just for gas. That's <laughs> like go walk in the park, go fishing. I don't know. Do do something instead of just sitting on your phone, scrolling through through TikTok and Facebook and Twitter and or binging Netflix. All those Stranger Things four was phenomenal. Just gotta say that little plug. You know, um, first season. What was that? I haven't watched it from the first since the first season, and I I got I got to be honest with you, I really enjoyed the first season. I just never picked it back up. Oh man, I mean the second season's all right, but I'd say that the last season that just did the fourth one is definitely the best um, so far. Apart from the first, I feel like the first and the fourth are pretty similar. But I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with watching Netflix doing that stuff. But some for some people, that's their way to unplug. But sure. I feel like you have to truly actually unplug from technology for a bit like whatever that is if it's golfing swimming do something just read read a book i don't know something find your hobby what you enjoy doing again it can't be something that you think you enjoy doing and don't force yourself to do it like for me i really want to be a book reader i've tried my entire life i've i've read plenty of books but for me it's always been somewhat of a chore to uh sit down unless it's certain books like i really like westerns i really love harry potter series clearly because you know i'm human um but like yeah. for most books it's it's a chore for me and i'm like well, why am i forcing myself to do this i mean it's just not it's just not in my code so don't force yourself to do something that you think you're going to enjoy or that you want to want to enjoy and i love to read that's there I mean, you go that's, I mean, that's perfect. That is a perfect example. I love to read. I've got a, I've got a book, like my favorite author, James Rollins. He, uh, he, like his books come out. I don't even, I can't wait for the paperback anymore because it takes too long. Um, <laughs> I'll buy, and, and I'm a physical that's, book of a person. I don't, I don't really oh, yeah. read. I'm only the Kindle. 
Um, but no, and that's, and that's it. So, I mean, on, on that note, we should probably wrap it up. Um, it went a little longer than I was expecting, but Chris, always a wonderful, wonderful conversation with you. I, I can't wait to have all three of us on here and talk about the different stages of, um, uh, of growth that our, our children have, have progressed through up to this point. Um, I, I would like to say, I, I would like to pose this challenge to anybody out there that, that is, is listening to this podcast, please um, take, yeah, I, I know Chris mentioned 30 minutes a day is, is what's recommended. You know what? I, I want to challenge you to take 30 minutes just this week. At some point this week, 30 minutes, take 30 minutes out and, and, and do something outside of your house or even, or even like gardening or something, just do something where you, you can unplug and get out you know, have, do something, just do something. Um, Cause this is the time of year. This is the time of year that we can really come together and we can really get our mentals in check and, and get our mentals, you know, back, back to level because, you know, there's really nothing holding us back from going outside at some point, S at some point this week, no matter where you live, you're going to have nice weather. As, I mean, at some <laughs> point, yeah, that's true. From what I've heard, maybe not England, but um, this—that's <laughs> your, your wife would probably know more about that. But, um, but no, it's, they get about two weeks of summer. That's it. <laughs> so, but no, I, I challenge, I challenge everybody out there, please, thirty minutes just at some point this week, and you know, thirty minutes next week, and then we'll we'll. We'll post this this next weekend on on our social medias and on TikToks and and stuff like that to see where everybody's at. And you know what? Let's do it one more week, and then we'll post or and then we'll we'll do the next episode, and we'll talk a little bit about it, and we'll talk about what we've done, and we we'll talk. And Chris, by all means, I'm I'm all for if you can in a couple of weeks, hop hop back on with me and Dan. Let's get this let's get this child episode done because we've been talking about it for months. Yeah, just send an invite. Now, I, I love this challenge. I think like, yeah, if anyone out there is doing something that's working for them, post it on there because you don't know. Maybe someone's looking for something to help their mental health and they don't they don't know where to start. And maybe you, something you're doing will help them. So post on there like, hey, this is what I'm doing, guys. Um, this has been helping me or something that you're interested in doing or you're planning on doing. Just post it out there. Let's uh, let's help each other out. Yes, please. And um, and. I would, I do like to, I don't like to put rules on this kind of thing, but I will make one rule. It's got to be do, do something healthy for yourself. I'm not talking about go exercise or anything, but I don't want to, I, I don't want to see you with a joint in your mouth and being like, Hey, this is how I de-stress. Right, let's, <laughs> let's do something healthy or, you know, I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to hear about, you know, your blackout drunken episode that, that, you know, you don't have any stress from because you don't remember it's let's, let's do some, I, these are all, things that i've done in the past so uh, <laughs> right but, i feel like that's what we fall into right if we don't have healthy ways we deal with stress in unhealthy ways exactly so let's let's try to deal with our stress and 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 really and honestly if it worked hey post on our facebook please you know share like share all that wonderful shit and and i'm a terrible advertisement for this podcast but you know post i want on that in the quote and if you've tried something that you haven't done before and you were like, Hey, this might help my stress and it didn't work. Post that please. I mean, we can, we can learn from each other's, you know, failures or shortcomings too. So. 
truth. Good. I like this. Chris, hey, you know, always a pleasure to have you on. I appreciate you, you uh, taking up the mantle of the bearded one. Um, it is, <laughs> I, I would really like, I'll get with, you know, I'll get with Dan. You mentioned it to Dan as well. You know, let's let's get you on here in a couple of weeks for our next episode. And let's, let's talk kids. Let's talk. Uh, Mental health and being fathers. Exactly. Let's do that. And, and uh, well, I guess two weeks. What's two weeks? That's, what's today? The. Today okay. is a tenth, so that'd okay. be the twenty fourth. I could do two weeks, but it can't be three because I'm headed off to camping in three. So same. Uh, might- We're actually heading up the mountains, but we will be staying in a Airbnb, not a not a tent. There you go. So you're glamping. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. So okay, well, um, Chris, again, pleasure. Thank you for joining me. Um, it's always good to see see that beautiful face. I still I still want to know what your skin regimen is, but um, that's. That's beside the point. Uh, give that little one a, a squeeze on the cheek for me. She's she she is adorable. Will do. Yeah, she should be waking up in her nap actually any minute now. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Right. Well, Brady, thank you again for having me. I don't have the cool sign off that you guys have, so I'm gonna leave that up to you. Wrap it up. Well, this has been another episode of Men in Your Life, unapologetically human. I'm Brady. I'm joined with Chris. And uh, thank you for joining us for this episode. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.